Hello friends, my name is Brittany and this is the Capture the Chaos podcast. Each week we will talk about how to grow your photography business without burnout. Around here we're really passionate about having success without sacrificing the parts of your life that are the most important. Today I have Krista Marie joining me on the podcast. Krista is a business coach, photographer, and host of the She Calls Her Shots podcast. She helps creatives ditch the overwhelm and build sustainable creative businesses by focusing on the tactical strategies, habits, mindset, and confidence work that's crucial to seeing long-term growth. Hi, Krista. Thank you for being here. Hello, Brittany. I'm so thrilled to be here. (laughs) Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where do you live? How long have you been a photographer? What's your favorite thing to shoot? Tell us all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, right now I live in the Bay Area in California. Um, I actually started my photography business back when I was in college. I was a sophomore, I think. I turned 21. I bought my first DSLR camera. Prior to that, when I was like 13, I had a film camera that lasted all of maybe 12 to 16 months because I was in high school and didn't have money to develop film. So uh, my love for photography kind of got put on hold until I turned 21, bought my first DSLR and just started exploring and kind of learning the camera again and learning lighting and all of that. And my roommate at the time had her own photography business, was mostly doing weddings and engagement and asked me if I wanted a second shoot. I thought, sure, this would be a really fun way to just get into weddings and practice the things I love and make money on the side. So it kind of just started as like a fun hobby and a fun thing to do while I was in college. And then fast forward about a year and a half to maybe, yeah, a year and a half into our time together, she had accidentally double booked herself, asked me if I could do my like first wedding by myself, I like very nervously was like, sure. Um, I was very grateful because I did have a lot of practice. I had a lot of time to kind of, you know, but for anyone who knows the first time you actually like step out and do something on your own, own, it's actually quite terrifying. So after that first wedding, I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this. And, um, while I was in college, started to grow my business a little bit more, um, graduated from college with an HR degree, thought that I was going to use that, used it for a couple of years. And then eventually fast forward to 2019, um, when I left my full-time job finally to do my photography business full-time. So um, I had grown my business for about 10 years, uh, had moved back and forth. I started my business in Florida, had eventually moved to California in 2016. So it's kind of a lot of pieces in there around restarting a business, growing a business. Uh, I started in weddings and engagements. Over the last couple of years, I've transitioned more into branding, photography, working with creatives and clients and launching a podcast and coaching. So it's just been, it's been a whirlwind of a journey over the last 12 years, but, um, but yeah, but right now I live in California with my husband and my two dogs and, um, mostly, like I said, doing some weddings and engagements still, but focusing a lot more on branding as well as my coaching and the podcast. That's awesome. I love branding photography and it's funny as photographers, I feel like we, don't think we need branding photos, right? Because oh, it took me so long to get my first like legit branding session on the books. Yeah, I I now I did my first branding session with a local photographer here, and I'll do it every single year now. Like I, yeah. it's because you are you're niched into that, right? Like you're mm-hmm. good at what you do. You know, like I wouldn't expect you to go take pictures of babies, right? And like, hundred percent, really great at it. Just like I couldn't go and take pictures of other business owners and like know what is needed, like what is important for them. So I think that's really awesome and just kind of goes to show that niching really is important. And also getting your own headshots done is important too, or branding. Yes. 
Both are important. And yeah, and it was a transition because I was so used to couples. And so when I started doing branding photos, it did feel really awkward because I had to learn how do you pose one person? How do you make one person feel really comfortable and confident? And so, yeah, it did. It took a little while to really comfortably transition into that. Uh, And it does. And it makes such a big difference. And I learned that too. When you actually go to someone who specializes in branding photography, it's a very different experience than going to someone to just have your photos taken. It's, yeah, it's kind of a full blown, uh, transition from just like headshots to actual yeah. branding photos right yeah completely because you're like oh we love we love brands over here um this is not a branding episode so we're not gonna well maybe it <laughs> is I don't know we'll see where, where this goes I don't know um well okay so when you started your business obviously you didn't really expect it to be a business right yeah okay and now here you are with the business <laughs> so <laughs> how does that like how did it look in your mind, like when you were looking into the future, <laughs> um, like how is it different or how is it the same from then? Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is that I consider myself a very goal-oriented person, but I had never really imagined or visioned into what I thought this business would look like. I think because I started it really with that hobby mindset, like this is just a way for me in college to make money. And so I always saw it as this side income. And even when I went full-time after I full-time into corporate work, not into my business, but full-time into um, like I had graduated and I was working full-time and my business was making money, but I still saw it as side money. Like, yeah. oh, this is this is yeah. money that I can put into my business. And I think because for so long, I had kind of ingrained that vision into my brain when I actually decided I was ready to go full-time. I got to that point where I think most of us reach where especially when you're working a full-time job, like the ball is going to drop somewhere and I have to decide one of these things is going to be the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Before, you know, something goes up in flames. So, uh, so I left my full-time job, but even then it was hard for me to think like, where do I want this to go? Do I, do I want to just be a wedding photographer? Do I want? And so I think it's just been really learning over the last few years, how to lean into that that growth, that vision. And I find actually a lot of my other photographer clients also have a hard time kind of doing that long-term vision. It's like they they see where their business is right now, but they're not yeah. really sure where they want it to go. Yeah. So yeah, that that was kind of how it's gone for me. That So when you first started, first quit your full-time job, were you doing wedding still and branding or is branding a, real, a little bit newer? Branding. So it was funny. So I actually, so I left my full-time job in 2019 um, in the summer and thought at the time it was mostly going to be weddings. I thought that I was going to do photography education. So helping other photographers really craft their photography skill. I tried that for a little bit and yeah, after three months realized this is not the thing I'm passionate about. And so then I was like, okay, well, I still have my weddings that I can lean on. Um, and then everything shut down and then weddings yeah. weren't happening. And so then at that point, I think I realized, because it was the first time I'd really had a break in 12 years where I didn't have weddings or shoots or anything on the books. Mm-hmm. And that was when I realized, oh, you know what? Actually, I think I think I want to go into branding. Like, I think this yeah. is an area that I just hadn't let myself really dive into before. And so that's yeah. kind of where that creativity it's, came. I just feel like a lot of us don't start in being like, I'm going to be a brand photographer, you know, like mm-hmm. that's not something where we think it's like weddings families like that is where what it yep. is and then as you kind of like get the ball rolling so was it hard to try to find those branding clients whenever you first started doing that 
Yeah. And this is one of the things I love. And one of the things I talk about with my clients is that it's really scary when you transition into doing something new, but also it's really freeing because you get to be in control of how do I want to build this part of my business? How do I want to build my portfolio? And so I started reaching out when I was first doing brandings. I went through an entire branding training with a really successful branding photographer that's in San Francisco. Um, and so I went through this whole training and I thought, okay, how can I get practice? Cause it is very different from couples. Mm-hmm. So I started reaching out to, you gotta love Instagram and the social world that we live in. I started reaching out to influencers and a lot of influences that we had here in the Bay area specifically, we, I can't even believe it's a thing, but we have wine influencers. So people who literally post about wine on their Instagram and people what? send them wine and they share about the wine. My mind was blown when I found out about this, but I connected with a girl and then I connected with some of her friends. And so I kind of just started branching out into the influencer space to be like, mm-hmm. okay, how can I start to get really comfortable in, even though they were a brand, but it wasn't, you know, like the brand that we think they're, of. They're a personal brand. Exactly. So it it really, it helped me start to kind of stretch that muscle a little bit enough to where then I felt confident to book my first actual branding session. And I knew like most of us, you know, when you're starting something new, all of the fear kicks in of, am I going to be any good at this? What am I going to do? But we also know like, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure this client has the best experience possible. Like I'm going to pour myself into making this like the best brand experience. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got started. And that's how I recommend anytime someone, if you feel like you're starting over or in a space where you're like, I want to explore something, just you know, get out there and network and figure out, can I just like start to do this a little bit to just build the muscle of what does this feel like? And do I even enjoy this? Yeah. Do you enjoy it? I do. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because I still do weddings and engagements, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself kind of teetering off that. So branding is the thing that, yeah. That's so, you know, I've, I niched a few, you know, niched a few years ago, um, I've always kind of mostly done families and newborns and I would do a little bit of everything else too, just, you know, to bring in the money. And then once I really started niching, I was like, well, I don't like weddings, so I'm not going to do them anymore. And I'll take them a couple, every once in a while for like a friend. And every time mm-hmm. I do, it, I'm like, well, I hate this. <laughs> don't do it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, and then just every time I realize that there's a session that I'm doing that I'm like, have to go to, I'm like, Oh, oh I don't want to do this anymore. That's when I know it's time to like drop mm-hmm. that. I'm like, okay, we're done. Um, and I think the more niched in that you get to your things, like the more likely you're going to attract people who are interested in working with you. What do you think oh, about yeah. that? I definitely agree. Well, because and the energy that you put out around your marketing, you're going to your clients and your audience is going to feel that. So I found that similarly too, where when it starts to feel like you're questioning, I don't actually think I enjoy doing this. And like, I think a lot of us as photographers, it's hard for us to switch because on location, sometimes we we do enjoy aspects of it. Like I still on a wedding day, like it's, man, there's so much energy and there's all this stuff, but it's, it's the entire experience though of it's yeah. just really draining. And you kind of realize, I don't actually think this is what I want to do. And when you are forcing yourself to keep marketing this the things that you don't actually want to be doing, I feel like that energy is palpable to people. Yeah. Like they can kind of sense that. Whereas when you're really in the zone of, I love this, I could do this all day, day in and day out. That's also like, people can feel that. Do you have advice for other people who are trying to like niche in or build a business or take it in a certain direction to like attract the clients they actually want to work with? 
Yeah, definitely. And this is something that I work with a lot with my clients is trying to figure out how do I, how do I build a business and a marketing strategy or how do I build this system around me that actually feels fulfilling and doesn't feel draining, doesn't feel like I'm constantly spinning my wheels trying to figure out how do I build. Um, And there's a few things that I always like to emphasize with my clients. Cause I think sometimes as creatives, as new business owners, especially if you're in your first, maybe five years of business, we can kind of sometimes get sucked into that belief, the marketing strategy, where it's just constantly like, how do I market? What are the best tactics? How do I do? What are the strategies? What's the perfect sales call script? What's the perfect, it's all yeah. these things that we kind of get wrapped up in. What's the perfect so there's a- way to to work with the algorithm, you know, like it, you get wrapped up yeah. in really tiny, we, non-essential things. Totally. And we we get lost in trying to control the things that we can't actually control. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of what I try and give back to my clients when I work with them is how can we take this business that you've created and and come back to a place where you actually feel like you are the person in control, not the algorithm or the strategy or, you know, anything else. So um, I think one of the things that I always stress with my clients is it's really important to to think about proactive engagement and why that really matters in your business. Because I think especially now we get really lost in the, oh, this person shared a reel. Oh, I really like this. Oh, this person updated this part of their website. Oh, the, like we're constantly looking at what other people are doing yeah. and it's the, the reactive type of marketing as opposed to how can I just like pause and quiet all of that and think about who are my ideal clients? Where are they? And how can I just start engaging with them? How can I start building connections with them? And it's backwards for us because I think that that's the slower growth things that take a little bit more time, but they're actually a lot more meaningful because the meaningful conversations you're having with people are going to be way more likely to turn into a referral than the perfect reel that you just shared on Instagram. Um, So it's backwards, I think, because we have to reframe the way that we think about success and what that looks like and progress in our business. But I think that's the first thing I always want to touch on is really remembering how can we go back to adding value and focusing on a business that adds value to others? Because at the end of the day, that's going to be the thing that's really going to help you grow, not the perfect marketing strategy or perfect wording on your stories or perfect launch or sales page, all of those things matter to a certain extent, but we usually end up putting way more importance on that and then ignoring everything else. Right. Well, so I'm a, I'm a, I I kind of broken it down to, I have three tiers for marketing, right? And the top tier is community marketing. It's talking to people. It's, you know, getting to know people and getting in your community and talking, even if it's just talking to people on Instagram, like in the DMs, like Mm -hmm. anywhere you're connecting, because that's going to lead people to like, know, and trust you more. Right. And like, it leads into that. It's, it's a more solid foundation for your, for your marketing than, a reel that's going to die in 24 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know, do you know that I'm taking an Instagram break right now? It's about 60, I did 45 days that. long, 45 ish days long. So I'm not on Instagram at all right now. And Love my, that. um, it has forcing me to look at those parts of my business. So I've really honed in on my brand for coaching and for photography. And like, I've, I haven't been able to look at other people's stuff. And so everything that's coming out of me right now is me. Which is internal. Yeah. Yeah, So internal. And I've like had to look inwards and it's just been like a really deep process. So it's been really good because I don't have all these other distractions on Instagram and stuff or what is so-and-so doing, you know, because you get, you can't build that business when you're just looking what other someone else is doing. Right. 
Like yeah. then you just start copying people and people don't care about you like copying, you know, they want. And you stress yourself out because yeah. then you're constantly trying to keep up with whatever someone else is doing. And who I knows love... that that's a good idea. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think that's part of the problem too, right? Is that we're relying on building our strategies on someone else who could be trying something on for the first time and not actually knowing if it's working. Mm-hmm. And we're putting all of our eggs into that marketing basket because right. this person that we really value or trust is doing it. Whereas even when we do things internally, they may or may not work, but at least you're going to feel really good. You're going to feel like you're doing things that are in alignment with how you want to grow and how you want to build. And that at the end of the day is how you're going to grow a sustainable business is by doing those types of things. That fits into the life that you want and not necessarily that you're not doing this hustle, trying to like build Mm -hmm. a life around your business. You know, I think we both have like a, it from our bios or whatever from, it sounds like we both have that same like drive. We want like a life and then we're building this business and it's not about, you know, this rat race that we're trying to keep up with and be like everyone else. And I think that's like really the key is community. What what you said, um, um, what are those called? Personal, like personal blind, like blinders or like like, like talking to people. What were we talking about? Like community? Oh, like proactive, proactive engagement and community. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so important. And honestly, I think it's, it's hard and it requires a mindset shift because that hustle, all I knew when I worked full time and built my business was hustle. Like without really thinking about it, that's all I knew because I would come home from work and I would work and that's all I knew for so long. And then now trying to re- train my brain to realize even last night, I actually just shared inside my group coaching program. I shared a live video because I even found myself in those moments where I've been trying to really be really intentional about the work that I do. The work that I do during the day needs to be the impactful money-making activities. So that way I don't have to feel like I'm spinning my wheels all the time. But even last night I had completed my task for the day and I felt myself in that anxiety kind of place of, well, what else do I need to do this week? Feeling that like, oh, but like, I can't just I'm going to just get take the night off. Like what, you know, I'm still, got, I'm, I'm still motivated to work. And it's, yeah. and it's really learning to constantly retrain our brain of, oh, wait, I don't, my business will still work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to constantly be working in it. Like I have to remember that sometimes. Yeah. And, but it takes a, it takes a lot to really retrain our brain. Absolutely. So what would be some other tips that you would have for people trying to attract those clients? Yeah. Like- so I think that, um, So we've already kind of talked about this, but really that leading with service instead of leading with sales. And it kind of comes back to that idea of how can I add value to my audience and my community without feeling the pressure of needing to have the perfect blog, the perfect formula, the perfect strategy. It's really, again, retraining ourselves to not think so much about, oh, I need to take this course or purchase this thing or get this framework. And that's going to be the thing that's going to grow my business. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really just bring it back to basics of how can I serve my people today? What is one thing that I can do to really add value to them to really help them? And maybe it's connecting one-on-one sending DMS to people. Maybe it's, you know, putting out a, a how-to like a blog or a post or something, but really just focusing on that and focusing less on the how what else do I need to learn in order to be the best business owner? Mm-hmm. Like what's the best sales script? Like how about instead of having a sales script, you just really Talk get to know to the people you're yeah. on the call with, like ask them questions, right? It's like, sometimes we just overcomplicate it when yeah. really all we need to do is go back to basics of yeah. let's make this as simple as possible. 
I feel like I feel like with family photography, there's a lot less selling involved in it. But I feel like brand photography, you do have to convince people that they need it in a way. But also you kind of have to like touch. They're not you can't just change their mind by selling to them. Right. Like you can totally. sell at me. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not interested when you're not interested, you're not interested. But when you yep. have that conversation and you start serving them and they start understanding why it is that they need that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I oh, can't think I was there's something else I was new that I was doing in my business but people don't think that they want it what was it oh um full galleries uh like instead of just doing 30 images which really, they really only need 30 images right mm-hmm. like you know how many are they going to print but I'm with my newborn sessions I've been kind of like I want them to have all of those photos because when I shoot it's like this like whole story there's kind of like moment where like the sibling is looking at them this way but then they're working at the toes and then they don't pick those images that don't look um with like you know frame worthy right like they're gonna yeah. go with the, with the frame worthy photos but then I know you know I have a, I'm a mom and I have um, an eight-year-old or nine-year-old holy cow and an almost four-year-old and a six-year-old so I know looking back what I'm gonna miss about those moments and I don't want them to not have them anymore yeah I'm trying to push these full galleries but they don't want to spend the money. Like, I don't need it. I'm mm-hmm. like, don't think you need it now. So it's it's our job to give them the, this value, like to teach them, not necessarily selling them, but like speaking to their heart in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, emotion, emotion sells more than like words will sell. So what were we talking about? Definitely. No, that's exactly right. And I think, (laughs) no. And I think with branding, it's different because usually if someone is on the phone with you, they at least know that they need branding. And so then it's really helping them figure out kind of what you were just saying. It's like, okay, we know you need this, but let's actually figure out what you actually need. You might think this is what you need. Like a lot of times I'll get people, oh, I need headshots. Right. It's like, well, but you actually don't need headshots. You actually need more. So yeah, it's our job to educate them. Like this is kind of the bare minimum of what you think you need, but I actually know from experience that this is actually the thing. And Mm -hmm. so really communicating that value is important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you, and you said something about like serving, like how can I serve them? Do you, like what ways do you feel like you serve your clients? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and thinking about the proactiveness too, like kind of even thinking of serving clients and also serving vendors. Cause I think this is when people get, oh, I need to get clients. I need to get clients. We kind of get in that like grabby. I need to just get people mm-hmm. to like me. And so really part of leading with service also is how can I serve the the vendors or the people that my clients are also working with. So one of the things that I talk about with my wedding clients specifically is, you know, are there planners that you can serve really well? Like, and I'm talking like creating custom packages for really leaning in and serving them to build those relationships to also gain more clients. Um, so kind of that side of the business of, of marketing and gaining clients. And then also of course, yeah, leading with service for your clients and, and, it's more so when I think about it, I think leading with service for your audience. Cause I think that's where we start to spin our wheels the most. I do have a separate point. That's about building an incredible client experience. Cause I think yeah. it's really important. To serve so yeah, like really number well. one, so important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to kind of leading with service, I think of that in the realm of how can I, how can I really tap into, um, 
tap into the knowledge that I have and use that to serve people. I think a lot of times as creatives, A, we have a hard time talking about ourselves in general. And usually that also means that we have a hard time admitting that we actually know a lot more than we're giving ourselves credit for. Well, a lot of times when I talk with my clients, it's like, well, what can you help share? And it's like, well, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really know that much. I'm like, you know, way more than you're giving yourself credit for. So figuring out how to tap into yourself. What is it that I can do that really adds to people's life? Because to people's life, you know, and there's usually a lot more there if you dig into it. And that's how you can really start to serve your audience Mm -hmm. to help them feel seen, feel heard, and just educate them and really like kind of nurture service filled ways. Yeah, totally. That's, I feel like, and that goes back to, um, the first point that you said about making those connections and like talking to people, I, you have a really great word for it and I keep forgetting what it is. Oh, (laughs) proactive, Um, proactive, proactive. Yes. (laughs) So those, I mean, those go hand in hand. So like you're proactively serving them as well. So I think all of this, I mean, business, when you run a business, it, we make it really complicated, but I think that it's very simple actually like at the core of it. It's so simple. It's taking care of people Mm -hmm. making people feel seen and like, yep essentially that is what we need to do and you know like you said like you what course do I need to do what reel do I need to post what's this and that just at the end of the day it's how can you serve people and how can you help people so Mm -hmm. do you have any other um tips that you can you share with people for attracting clients yeah I would say um the last one I'll kind of touch on um is really just the importance of that consistent consistent sharing and making that process really easy for yourself. I actually did a podcast episode recently. I I don't know if you've ever felt this way, Brittany, but I feel like sometimes podcast episodes for me come at the the right time. Like Mm -hmm. I knew like, oh, I'm going to share about making content creation really easy. And like three weeks before that, my content creation process felt like a hot mess. And then I had this big download of, oh my gosh, this was amazing. And then I had already planned to talk about making it easy. So I was like, let me tell you about this last week and the download that I had. So um, I think really just making it easy on yourself and not overcomplicating how you can consistently show up. Because I think a lot of times we do put so much stress on, well, I have to show up on Instagram and I have to do reels and I have to do posts and I have to do this and I have to, and we just like have this list of things. And then we're like, okay, well, I need to batch create all these things. I need to have all these posts ready. I need to have all this. And then it just becomes a point where we don't want to show up at all and we don't feel creative and no wonder because we're not setting ourselves up to really do that and show up in a creative way. So I think really tapping into yourself and figuring out when do I feel the most creative and how can I enhance that? So for me, I've actually found I can't sit down to write Instagram posts. If I sit down with a Google doc, like my brain, it goes blank. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I've got nothing to share. Whereas when I go on walks during the day or when I go outside or I'm in the shower, if I'm driving and I'm reading to a book or reading a book or an audio book and I hear this thought and I'm like, oh, that's really good. I should talk about that. And then I write it down in my notes Mm -hmm. as much as I can, or I do a voice note. And then I let myself be creative in times when I feel creative and I take out the pressure of needing to do it at certain times. And that honestly has changed so much in how I show up in my business because now if I don't post every day, it's fine because I know the things I'm posting are actually like they mean something to me and they're valuable yeah. and it's something that I want to share. And I think it, when we start to do that again, it retrains our brain from thinking, Oh, I have to do this. I have to show up. I have to like, who says you have to like, right. no one actually who, says that except us. Who says that? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. who's telling us that we have, I am still booking clients. I haven't been on Instagram since mid February, early February, March. I have no idea when it was. Um, It's been a while <laughs> and I haven't been on it and I'm still booking, you know, because yeah. We have those other things. It Instagram 
you know, it's just fluff. It really is. It's just like reminds people that you're there, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it shouldn't be. And it's too exhausting to make it like our core of our business and our marketing and stuff like that. Yes, it will bring clients, but you're at like a higher work rate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And it's not as sustainable or repeatable, I feel right. like, as some of these other more simple things that we tend to ignore because we're putting so much of our effort into showing up on everything else. Right. And you know, you could. So, what, what are the more sustainable methods of, um, oh my gosh, what are the more sustainable methods of, of marketing? It would be, like you said, talking to people, making connections with people. Obviously we know like SEO and blogs and stuff like that is a lot more sustainable because it lives for a lot longer emailing and touching base. And then, and then Instagram comes below that. So how can we, I'm going to ask you this and see what you have to say. How can we kind of make that all work? To, how would you suggest making that all work together? Mm. Yeah, I love that question. Yeah. So I think figuring out what's the, so I think there's like leading with service with other people, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of one thing where you go and you give your time and your energy and your space. But when it comes to any other type of marketing that where you think about, I have to share something or create something, I think figuring out what is the thing that is actually the most important for me right? Like, and maybe it's SEO and blog posts. Maybe it, maybe it is Instagram. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, figure out what that one thing is and then really lean into, okay, how can I make this creation process as easy for myself as possible? And then repurpose that into other things. Like how, how can I not have to do the work twice, but really create for this one specific thing. And for example, one thing I always recommend, if you want to kind of touch all those points, if you really want to give back to your clients, awesome, create blog posts that are geared towards prepping them for whatever Mm -hmm. type of photography you do, sessions, weddings, branding, whatever it is, create amazing blog posts and content around that, share it with them so it elevates their client experience, share it with people so that they get the value out of it, take that and repurpose it into blog posts and Instagram, but like, but figure out what is it that I really want to lean into? And then how can I take all of that and just reuse it in other places? And then you can take your your quotes from your blog and put it as Instagram captions. Exactly. So you only have to do the work once and, you know, and then you're, I mean, like that could be like five Instagram captions just from that long blog post. You said exactly what I was going to say. Like you can use your blog post to um, help their client experience, like teach them and lead in and like feed them some information that's helping them. You said exactly what I would have said. So, um, yeah. And I think sometimes people, I notice clients get nervous about, well, I don't want to share too much if they haven't booked me. Like, I don't want to share too much on my blog, but I'm thinking like, that's actually one of the best things that you can do because they're going to see that value immediately. When we hold it behind a curtain and they don't see what the value is, it's going to be really hard to convince them of why they should work with you. Whereas if they see it right off the bat and they're like, oh, well, if you're giving me this and we have even work together imagine what the process and experience is going to feel like once we're actually doing it yeah yeah absolutely well do you have anything else that you want to share with the whole world like any other wise advice you've given so much so much good tidbits of information so far yeah I'd say one of the things is something that I've had to relearn over time is that as we grow our business sometimes I think we get into this idea that we're going to get to a point where certain things don't feel uncomfortable or, or we like learn how to do something and then we don't have to deal with it again. Um, and it's interesting because things like money mindset, client blocks, you know, creativity blocks, money fears, Mm -hmm. you know, questioning if you know what you're doing in life, like 
it's not like these things happen in the beginning (laughs) and then we don't, you know, experience them again. It's, it's realizing that every single part of your business, whether you feel like it's moving it forward or you feel like you're stuck or in a standstill, every single time you work through something like that, you're, you're going to run into the same problems, but you run into them from a different vantage point. So give yourself some grace. If you feel like you're kind of running into the same things, like, Oh, I thought I was over this, or I thought I was better at this. Like, remember that you're, you're, you're going to always go through the same things, but you are growing and seeing it from kind of a higher level vantage point than you did earlier in your business. So just remembering that it's a journey and it's often cyclical and yeah. it's okay if it's things true. feel like they're repeating themselves sometimes. Um, I'm going to give an example with that. Uh, every fall, family photographers know that we overbook ourselves in the fall. It just happens. Uh, we say we're not going to, and then we do it every single year come December we say we're never going to shoot families again we're done January comes around um, and then we're freaking out because we're not getting clients anymore and we're not burnt out anymore and now we want to shoot and we're not getting clients because everyone did photos (laughs) and it happens every single year and so now I've learned you know I've been doing this for 13 years so I know come early December, I'm going to be over it, but that feeling is going to go away. And then come January, I'm not going to have a lot of bookings, but it's okay because they will come back in the spring. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think when you're new, you just don't see that. But now I can see that I still have those feelings like, oh, maybe I'm not going to get bookings ever again. But I mean, I do like, I know I am (laughs) like just a matter of not letting your mind run away with you. But like you said, like it's, um, I'm seeing it from a different vantage point. I'm like, okay, I know this is going to happen. I know it's going to be okay. Um, but that's just my, my personal yearly cycle. <laughs> that I go through every year. Absolutely. No, I love that example. <laughs> um, it was really great talking with you. How can people connect with you? What can you do for people? What do you want everyone to know? Yeah. So, um, well, first and foremost, I do have a podcast. So if you want to check it out, she calls her shots. Um, and if this was helpful, I do have a free masterclass. It's called planning for profit. It's really in depth. It's an hour and a half. It's maybe even too long. I feel like I need to shorten it, but it's packed with a lot of really, if you're looking to create a profitable business, we talk about the mindset, financial strategies, systems to help you create that. Um, you can find that on my website along with everything else at heykristamarie.com. So, um, yeah. And I'm on Instagram at heykristamarie. So come say hi, say hello. I'd love to chat. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I will post all that info in your show notes. Send me that link so I can share it with everybody and make sure you go listen to She Calls Her Shots podcast because it is awesome. Yes. Thank you, Brittany.